Hello and welcome to the Stealthy Auto Show. I'm Sean Smith and I'm joined by Sam Green. Hello. Today, Sam, your internet is working. You haven't got a big lag spike. Things things are going to go all right. Fingers crossed so far. We're all good. There's very small latency and hopefully we're sounding a bit more fluid now rather than like uh, some sort of news report where I'm in like Australia <laughs> or something. Well, I'm certainly sound- really not that far apart. I'm going to sound more fluid today than I did a couple of days ago because I turned 31 and I was incredibly hungover. Mm. There's anyway. a lot more fluid that has been consumed. <laughs> right, Sam. This one is a, is another episode of our sort of buyer's guide, um, which which was your idea, which we modified into what it is now. Um, yep. And this is also mixed in with a video recently done by the Auto Alex channel on YouTube, which Sam doesn't have a clue who he is, but I do. I do know who he is. I just <laughs> haven't seen much of him since he left Car Throttle. I think he's really good, though. I have watched a few of his new sort of channel videos recently just to try and get into this so, and yeah they they are good they are uh this one in particular was the um project cars they put a budget of like three grand however everyone knows a project car is never what the price tag initially tells you um they picked a, r- a range of cars i thought they were pretty pretty weak choices on in honesty um, they had Mazda MX-5, uh, which uh, if anyone who watched Car Fraud over the last few years, they'll know why they picked that. Uh, BMW Z3, uh, Porsche Boxster, BMW 3 Series E46. Again, if you watch Car Fraud, you'll know exactly why they picked that. Uh, yeah. And the Renault Clio. Um, now, again, they're, in my mind, at least, they're pretty meh, middle-of-the-road, safe choices. They're ones that everyone will think of. Um given some time to think of a project car to get themselves. Um, of course, project car in itself is a definition that we've both taken liberally differently uh, to each other. Uh, whether it's a project of fixing it up or a project of, here's a car I want, let's just put some springs on it and uh, <laughs> and see what, see what we can do. Um, yeah. But that's okay. Today's episode, we're going to be uh, discussing our alternative choices and why, basically, certain cl- certain people will want certain project cars um but before that although i said their choices are a bit rubbish i do completely agree that porsche boxster is an excellent choice <laughs> yeah it's a cool choice you don't see that many of them sort of being tracked but really there's no reason why they shouldn't let's face it porsche some of the that make some of the best racing cars in the world um and and yeah the boxster is a mid-engined Porsche, so in theory, should be pretty good. Well, I mean, compared to a lot of things in the the free grand mark, they were apparently looking at um, yeah. this. A, a Boxster's is going to have two hundred plus horsepower to two 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 hundred twenty according to Water Trader. Um, manual gearbox, looking around one hundred thousand, one hundred thirty thousand miles um, at the minute. Um, you might be starting to worry about rust in some areas on that car, but it's it's if you if you know what you're doing, um, let's assume you're not just at turn seventeen or eighteen, um, and you've got you know some, some experience with cars and you know how to use a well a welding iron if you have to. Um, I'm sure it's not a call that actually. Never mind. Um, <laughs> then it could be uh, yeah, it could it could be a pretty exciting experiment. You know if you if you have going from a humdrum boring. You know, either small car or you know a normal four-door saloon. Get yourself a Porsche Boxster, a few grand, excellent choice, I think. 
Yeah, absolutely. It'd be fun. Although, because I don't like Porsche, because they're my brother's favourite car company. Um, Porsche, terrible. True, terrible choice. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, let's do this. we'll get these first two out of the way quickly, because, Sam, you also agreed with one of their choices. Yes, so I came to the conclusion that a Renault Clio would be a really good, fun track car. So I had a quick look through Auto Trader, found um, a Renault Sports Clio. It's a 2008, a 197. So that's the two litre turbo, uh, two litre, sorry, VVT, not a turbo. Um, 197 horsepower, um, three doors little spoiler on the back looks quite sort of racy and ready to go um can't ask more, much more than that two liter engine manual gearbox it's less than four thousand pounds that's not bad actually and then no it's, it's not it's really not and it's in quite good nick as well uh What's let's the try and eighty-eight thousand. i mean so it'll be, it'll be a, a, a raced uh, red line rpm for its whole life oh, for the last 15 yeah. years um <laughs> 80,000 of them will have been like flat out but it's still not bad for the price that is apparently according to auto trader nearly 2000 pound uh nearly 2000 miles less than what the national average would be for a car that age is it because um, auto, yeah. auto traders estimates are renowned for being brilliant Yes, uh, <laughs> but uh, and then I had to just had a little, quick look because we're thinking about project cars, and this is obviously a running car at the minute that you could take to a track and have some good fun with. So really, how can you make it better if you are going to take it on a track? You can really, make it make Italian. Would, well, I mean, that would be quite difficult for a blue Renault ah. to be changed to uh, an Italian car, but what you could do is change the suspension. Um, now I had a look, quick look as well, and you can get a sort of pretty good set of uh, coilovers, so that's shocks and springs uh, for a thousand pounds. Okay, that's twice what I have just paid for my Celica, but um, it's still not bad. But for, were for you a... buying like proper stiff, like race, not quite race level suspension, but? pretty like sporty level suspension are we just buying the same like standard replacement sam you've known me for about 10 years what do you what do you think i picked i think you picked the cheaper option yes i did <laughs> no no but if i went on to someone like um bc racing it'd be about a grand or so for a sleeker so it's yeah that's that's pretty much yeah. the ballpark for nice suspension yeah so really for about five five thousand pounds or so you could have a, quite a good track car, really, but it would be very usable on the road still. It's not like a fully caged, like you could take the back seats out if you really wanted to, but like it's still quite a usable car, just with quite stiff suspension, I guess. Um, the thing I probably would do as well, because I mean, it's still like nearly 200 brake horsepower. That's pretty good. If you took the rear seats out, I probably would maybe think about upgrading the brakes as well. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't to give disagree. you a bit more peace of mind, um, I think really if you're going to track anything, you should upgrade the brakes. Um, yeah. So, well, you remember the old episode of Top Gear when they had some uh, cars go around? I think it was Rockingham, um, and basically the first thing that went was brake fade. And yeah, yeah, it's. I well, I, I know a friend of mine, and I will mention no names in this, um, 
But they, him and his dad, went on a track day at Brands Hatch in a Lotus Exige. Okay. Um, and on the only session his dad let him drive on, the first, his first ever time driving on a full race track rather than a karting circuit, was in a Lotus Exige. Um, really nice car, have to say, really, really nice car. Uh, and his dad was like, right, well, our session's like... 15 minutes i'll go out and just do a couple of laps just to check it and then we'll come in the pit swap over and you can go out and he's like yeah yeah no worries so they went out uh went into paddock hill on lap one and nothing happened on the brakes oh, so no. uh <laughs> they ended up in the gravel they didn't hit anything <laughs> but they ended up in the gravel um now this wasn't a track day they had taken the car on a trailer to so they then had to drive back <laughs> to hertfordshire from Brands Hatch, um, with virtually no brakes at all. Oh no! So that's I'm M25 with no brakes, uh, which is pretty sketchy. But they managed to get it back, and it was all right. And they got some new brake pads on it, and it was fine. But uh, that's right, all yeah. it was. It was basically they had worn down the pads to the point where there was virtually nothing left. Um, so when they then cooled down in the pits, they just went back out and had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, because the Exige is well known in itself for being a really drivable car, really, really easy and forgiving. Uh, oh, wait, no, it's not. Um, it's a, no, short, no, it's a no. short, short wheelbase, too much power um, <laughs> and questionable um, aspects of it, which might make it yeah. easier to crash. Um, it was a very cool car. We once said something oh, yeah. about him. And, and this, to anyone who knows who I might be talking about, this will be a massive giveaway. We once had to let him park it in a container at, at Rye House uh, because he had brought it down for a casting session and forgot the roof. And it then oh. started raining. <laughs> <laughs> so we had nothing to cover it up with. So put well, it in the junior had, container. You had no tarpaulin or anything? No, well, nothing really that would probably stay there because it was going to be easier just to do this. So there was no cars in that container anyway. So we just parked the car in the container. Right. Okay. Done. Let's move on to our next project car. So yes. my, my choice uh, is, it's Italian this time. Uh, it's also one of my favorite cars, which I'll probably never own. It is, of course, the Fiat Coupe, which I think is one of the best looking cars of the 90s. Um, I wouldn't necessarily go that far. I would. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not. What, the Type what, the 175, the Type 175, the, like, 1993 to 2001. Well, as opposed to what? Well, I don't know. I'm just double-checking we're on the same page here. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's only one Fiat Coupe. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, uh, no, yeah, I, I'm... I can't it's... say I agree with you being the best no. one of the best looking cars ever made. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's obviously not a Celica, but it's and it's or, or an SJ220, but it's you know it's up there. It's, yeah. it's got Italian style. It's, this one that I'm looking at is blue, so that's, that's in, instantly twenty more points. Um, now on Auto Trader, they come up to about two point six grand, three grand, just over three grand. But when you go onto Facebook Marketplace, which is obviously the uh, superior choice for if you're people who want to scam you. Um, or if you want to buy stuff cheaper because they don't have selling fees, um, you can get one for one and a half grand. Oh, 1,500 quid's not bad, actually. Well, you say that, Sam. Um, <laughs> how... <laughs> however, there we go. However, what is the alternative definition of project car, Sam? <laughs> if it's not for race car, it's for chasing rust. 
Ah, um, so what you mean by project is non-runner? Yes. No. Well, maybe. Right. Um, a pro a project to me is, is you know you it's when you you're you're at secondary school or college and you have a project. It doesn't mean make something good. It means make something. So if so what you need to need is lots and lots of aluminium, uh, and a bit and some steel, and you can make yourself a new Fiat coupe without rust. <laughs> Uh, and if you put enough paint on it, eventually the rust won't come through, is my thinking. Well, yeah, there is that as well, yeah. Um, okay. There's a, actually, there's lots of, lots of expensive ones on Facebook Marketplace as well, so there's only, like, one good option. Oh, no, there's one for two grand, and this one's got more bird poo on it than than anything I've seen recently. But it's only done... I never 60... understand that. Like, just uh, sorry to get off topic for a minute, but why, if you're trying to sell a car, wash it. <laughs> Because you're God, a fiver. Uh, for God's sake, clean the car. What's yeah. the point in that? Uh, but no, I, I mean, ah, no, this, 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 this one was brought as a project car about a year ago, according to the description. Uh, it says no rust on bodywork. Now, that's a thing with Fiat Coupes. There never is rust on the bodywork. <laughs> but there's always rust underneath. <laughs> yeah, there's always rust somewhere. Um, <laughs> even if you just got out of the factory, there'll be rust somewhere. Don't you worry. Because um, <laughs> remember what the Fiat acronym is, sir. Fix it again tomorrow. <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah. Um, I, I still think they're awesome. They're, they're, their interiors are lovely, um, if a bit nineties, because just due to the fact that it's from it's from the mid nineties. But mm. I think you know, as a car of presence, you know, you, when you see a Fiat Coupe either going past on the road or just parked, you notice it. It's not like you know another VW Polo or. I don't know. No, yeah, I'll give you that. You don't see very many of them anymore. So when you <laughs> that wasn't the point one, I was making. <laughs> <laughs> they do stand out a bit just because they're rare, I would imagine. <laughs> um, Sean, did you write the Wikipedia page for the Fiat Coupe? No, why? Well, I mean, it sounds very much like you. Go on. Um, so <laughs> it talks about the engines and it says uh, the Coupe is available with a four-cylinder, two-litre, 16-valve, in both turbo and naturally aspirated versions. Right. Then the next sentence is, both engines were later versions of Fiat's twin cam design and inherited from the Lancia Delta Integrale, winner of the World Rally Championship <laughs> six times. It sounds more like Al. Well, yeah, but that's not anything to do with the Fiat Coupe. <laughs> that's a totally different car. That's not a good... Oh. And then later on, it mentions uh, each limited edition because it's talking about the LE version, the limited mm. edition, um, was manufactured with a badge located by the rearview mirror which contained the car's unique number. It's rumoured that Michael Schumacher was the original owner of LE01. Whoa. However, when the question was raised with him personally, he confirmed he had owned one, but a red one, while LE01 <laughs> is chrono grey. Oh, right, well, there you go. So he didn't have that, basically. So everyone, so, everyone who is wondering now knows. Now knows that actually Michael Schumacher did have a Fiat Coupe, but it wasn't that one. Mm. Yes. Okay. But anyway, Fiat Coupes, um, apart from also just look, looking great and maybe being a bit rusty, um, but not as rusty as Lancia's. At least they'll, they'll last Lance, uh, longer than basically every single Lancia. Um, maybe, outs maybe outside of the Le Mans and uh, rally cars, which are kept in museums. Um, yeah, they're great. They're cool. And you can put red calipers on them, and then they look like race cars, even though they're front-wheel drive. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll um, give you that. Um, 
Apparently, the two litre would do 155 mile an hour. I mean, it might once. <laughs> That's the two litre 20 valve, which is the uh, five cylinder. Yeah. That's Apparently, what... yeah. And it's only 300... It's only 325 pound road tax. So it's half oh, the price of a Mazda RX 8. Wow, it only does 28 <laughs> miles to the gallon. Wow, so that, that, that was a little bit shocking. Um, Not so good. So yeah, if you put because uh, with Fiat's obviously you get more MPG the higher the revs are and the more turbo you put on it. So yep, there you go. That's yep. a, that's a good project, I think, right there. That's not a bad project. What's your next choice, Sam? So my next choice is kind of in a similar vein to where I was before. Of I'm getting get this car ready to go and do something fast and fun. Yeah. Um, now, on my favourite car auction site. Uh, mad, mad collecting. Lid. No, no, <laughs> collecting cars. Okay. Um, there is a 2005 Subaru Impreza WRX STI. I hate Subaru because I'm a Mitsubishi fan, but carry on. So now this is immediately this is the cool wrong. one. There's this is the Petter Solberg gate, the Blob Eye, as they're known. Um, and it's got it's silver and it's got gold wheels, which instantly makes it faster. Um, <laughs> now this one's three hundred brake horsepower. Wow! It's on a auction, so I won't necessarily know the final bid at the moment. There's still a day left on it, but the current bid is five grand. That's a lot of money. I don't think that is a lot of money. For I've super. seen these cars go for like 15 to 20. I mean, it might still go there because it's an auction, so there's a good chance it will still go up. Yeah, but... but this is, yeah, it's blue the cloth interior. But it's got the wrong badge on it, though. No, it's fine. It's good. Subarus are cool. No, and not, again, they're not, because they're not Mitsubishis. Well, I mean, they're more successful. That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love an underdog, Sean. <laughs> Subaru was the better car. Uh, certainly in rallying, anyway. But you could you could track this reasonably easily as well. It's a bigger car, obviously. It's more powerful. It's four wheel drive, but it's all kind of ready to go. You could change the engine. You could probably change things like the intercooler on these as well. I know that that is something that a lot of the owners do. First thing they change if they're going to make more power is put a better intercooler on it. Um, because the factory one was uh, not so good. Yeah, not so good. Um, this one, Don't looking put a at diplomatic it, answer on it. <laughs> <laughs> this one, looking at it, uh, has got. Um, oh, actually, that's quite cool. It's got an intercooler water spray, um, which is quite cool. And that's from the factory. There can't be many of them. So, do you know what the water spray does with an intercooler? Have you come across that mod modification before? It stops the engine from blowing up. Well, yes, basically it cools down the intercooler and makes it even more powerful. Um, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not having that. It's <laughs> if, it, if they just designed their car properly, same with Mitsubishi, actually, to be fair, if they just designed it properly in the first place not to overheat, then they wouldn't need they wouldn't need to have a, a, a you know a, essentially a, a water gun to cool it down. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. 
Um, <laughs> this know, one's actually got adjustable coilover suspension as well, so this would almost certainly be quite good straight away. Maybe it's for the, maybe it was for those people who missed having a choke on their car and like having to re- reach down into, into the uh, the uh, the depths of below the wheel so they could press a button or something. Um, and it, it, it was specifically for those sort of people who could, obviously can't pull the choke out anymore, um, but could press a button instead to call to you know. Learn. Maybe Fiat should have done that actually in the nineties. Yeah, would it would have massively improved their reputation. But knowing Fiat, it would have leaked and then your bulkhead would rot away or something silly like that. <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> um, so it wouldn't have, it just wouldn't have worked, would it? Well, uh, yeah. There is a, a couple of other options, just while I'm flicking through Project Cars. Uh, Project Cars? Well, I am looking at Project Cars, but no, collecting cars. Ah. Um, there is, let me see. I had it a minute ago. Where's it gone? Um... Now, this one would be, granted, this would be more tricky to go and get. But it is a 1990 Nissan 300ZX twin turbo. Okay. It is in Sweden. Okay, that's a long way away. But... But it's a Nissan engine, so it probably won't explode on the way back. And it looks even cooler than the Fiat Coupe. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. It really does. It does Hang not. on. Hang on a minute. Wait there. Hold on. Are you going to send me a photo on an on a audio yes, podcast? Yes, I'm sending you a picture <laughs> on Discord. You will see what I mean. It's just better than the Fiat. It's not. It's ugly. No, it's much better. I mean, I like the wing on it, but... Yeah, the, it's the, got a big wing, the, the, bright the, red. No, but the the face, Sam. You, I thought you said last week that you didn't like the face on the three hundred ZX. When someone, oh, no, I didn't say that. When someone suggested it to you. No, I don't mind the three hundred. Or am I, I or just, am I thinking of the Mitsubishi three thousand GT? That I yeah, that I'm not so much of a fan of. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think there's some. Um, Hang on, you're just you're just saying you want this car because you had a 350Z and that's its dad. Maybe, maybe there is another option. Oh god, here we go. This one again, you need a bigger wallet for this one. <laughs> um, Sorry, how much was that Nissan? Um, that Nissan was ten thousand euros. That's not bad. No, it's not. Um, this one is a bit more. So this is a mid-engined car okay mgf no <laughs> no this one's is uh uh let me double check yeah it's a rear wheel drive manual v8 v8 or audi okay, r8 oh so it's a really early one it's what a 30 grand more or less spot on mate 31 and a half see i've never liked the r8 my co- it's my cousin's favorite car she loves them but no, I've... I wouldn't have said it's my favourite car, but it, I think they're quite cool. Mm. And this one's a manual, but they're just man- TT to sideburns. Yeah, but they're cool. They're not cool. It would be cool to have one, though, wouldn't it? It'd be fun to have one, but it would, but they're not cool cars. Mm, I suppose. Right, what's your next one then? If you don't like the Audi R8, well, my next one stands a Peugeot four hundred six. It's um, essentially I was, this is taking on the idea from. Uh, in the same vein as the Subaru, if you got a fast saloon 
which you could get with either a cheap Peugeot 406, which you can have for as little as a thousand pounds, and then basically write it up with bodywork, um, or a Honda Accord, and do the same thing with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you could make your own, basically make your own touring car. Precisely, guess, precisely that. I mean, you know, basic Accords, you know, you can get... Because Honda engine, engines, we all know, last forever. So you don't need to worry about yep. mileage. Um, but you can get... I mean, these are all automatics. Oh, here's, here's a manual. Um, not very powerful. But <laughs> um, regardless, you can get a Honda Accord or a Peugeot 406 um, and just basically make a, a... Put a nice, big, loud exhaust at straight pipe, basically. Which I'm not sure is... I thought straight pipe was illegal, but... It seems no, it's, it's it's not illegal. Um, just just depends on the age of the car as to whether it's actually technically allowed. Really? Yeah. So, um, depending on the age, depends on the. Oh, it might have changed now. Actually, the emissions test, the MOT. Right. But basically, if it's straight piped, it one hundred percent will fail an emissions test. So essentially, if the car needs an MOT. It will fail it. What if it's um, got so on Auto Alex's channel? They have um, they put straight pipes on all the time, and they all sound the same as, as all straight pipes do because they're shit. Um, but they have a button which basically takes it from being straight pipe to some sort of like butterfly valve. I don't really understand what they're doing, um, but they can make it go from very loud to very, very, very loud. So maybe yes, well that so the very loud option probably still has a silencer and maybe even a catalytic converter in it. Right. Whereas the straight pipe one will basically just be the down pipe and then some scaffolding. Okay. So and, and that will be the, the same. They do yeah. This is the trouble. People go oh yeah straight pipe it, but unless you've got a particularly special engine, like a diesel, it's not going to sound any different. Well, I mean, I was thinking more <laughs> like when you see. Like people who have straight piped their V12 Lamborghini or something like that. I don't really do, get that. Ruin, that would pretty, ruin it. It's a noisy car anyway. What's the point? Yeah, well, um, I think all I want to do about <laughs> my Lamborghini is get rid of all the harmonics of it and just have a trumpet yeah. going all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's just Lamborghini. Annoying. Lamborghini slash VW Group or slash Audi or whoever makes that engine. Then thousands and thousands and thousands of euros making that exhaust work properly and exhaust the gases it needs to effectively and you think you can do better <laughs> i doubt it um however if you put it on a honda accord it'll at least sound like the race car did in the 90s yes yeah yeah that would be the difference there. Um, a, a cheap car with a straight pipe is quite funny. Yeah. Um, an expensive car with a street pipe, a straight pipe, is ruined. Um, on, on YouTube, I I, uh, heard, I, I once uh, YouTubed how to or what a straight piped diesel Alfa Romeo Mito sounded like. And it, yeah, it sounded better than the normal one, but that's that's only because it essentially sound like a tractor. <laughs> no. Um... It sounded like a straight pipe exhaust, but with with a, with a rattle to it, um, because as we say, all straight pipes sound the same. Um, but anyway, the only actually, I'll tell you what one. So one straight pipe that I actually don't mind. A friend of mine uh, has got a BMW. Right. Um, he's got a three one eight compact. That's the worst one. And it, yeah, um, it's straight piped, but it's not actually a three one eight. Ooh, has it got a E forty six engine? It, yes, it does. Uh, E36 engine, actually. E36 uh, straight six in there. 
Um, so it's a three liter. Wow. Um, so it actually sounds quite good and it is actually quite fast because obviously it's still got the gearbox from the 1.6. So it gets up to speed really quickly, hmm. but it tops out at about 120. Um, <laughs> it gets there very quick though, when it can actually put any power down because he's welded the diff as well. Um, no, I, so uh, it just spins the walls with the uh, the Peugeot. Um, on Facebook Marketplace at the minute, there's one bloke in Northern Ireland, Belfast, um, who is selling a Peugeot 406, which he's obviously riced up, he's lowered it. It actually looks really tidy. Um, and it's only two and a half, two, well, two grand, yeah, which, yeah, is I, it's I, not I, bad. I've, I've always liked the 406, especially the, mm. the facelift one. Uh, the, the early one, meh, looks a bit French. Um, but you know, the, the second, the, you know, the facelift four or sixes, I think they, I still think they're cool. Um, I remember when we were going to Italy this year, like sort of when we initially planned it, we we're like, oh, we could get a four or six estate and go to Italy. But then we worked out that it's really, really expensive to drive to Italy. And also four or six are now not 400 pound cars like they used to be. No. Uh, yeah, that the road trip idea didn't last really long when no. we realised, firstly, how long it would take, secondly, how much fuel we'd use, uh, and thirdly, just how long that journey actually is. Yeah, 19 um, hours. 19 hours to drive to Milan um, in one go. You're realistically going to need at least one stopover, so then you're wasting money on a hotel as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, just fly, it's easier. It was two hours in the air, wasn't it? If that, yeah. Um, so anyway, so... Long, long story short, on this one is get a Peugeot four six or a Honda Civic, a Honda Civic, Honda Accord, and make a touring car out of it. That's a yeah. that's a that's a good project, right? There you go. How many you got left? That project. I've probably got realistically one, maybe okay. two, depending okay. on your definition of project car. <laughs> in that case, I'll go next. Um, now this one is actually inspired by our former. Uh, student friend Alex I can't remember his last name but he was really tall um, Alex Bull yeah that's the one Bull Alex um, yeah. he had a smart roadster I think he yeah had, I think he had a coupe yeah he did I remember and it was really it was an odd car because with respect to Alex he's a very tall guy he's taller than me and that's a very little car like he was well over six foot and it was a very little car for him to have but they're quite cool aren't they they're all, they're also with their turbo really fast yeah 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 because it doesn't uh, and, it doesn't, cause it doesn't weigh anything no exactly um and Sean do you know what engine you can fit in that engine bay I don't know a booster yes no, really. <laughs> yeah. Ah, amazing. <laughs> you can get an, a higher booster engine in that relatively easily. Do you know how much a higher booster engine is? Well, it depends if, if uh, someone's crashed the, the higher booster itself or not. Um, well, I mean, okay, it's looking so a very, very quick Google search tells I, me about five grand. For a high booster? For a booster engine. Oh, that's a lot of money. So you might be able to get a ropey booster for less than that, but you could probably get an engine for a bit less as well, to be fair. Let's, um, let's go to our mates at Facebook Marketplace. What does a Suzuki Hayabusa cost? Um, there's, we're not getting many options here, I'll be honest. You can get a Juxa for four grand. I mean, that would still be quick, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or you can get a six, be very quick. You can get a 600 for five, from 1999, which is the same year as the booster, for 500 quid. Mm. So there you go. You can get a well. So if you've got two of those, bolted them together, 
that would almost make a booster engine in my head. There's also a I've got so I've got a 2004 GSX 1300, uh, yep. which is the higher booster, isn't it? That's the, that's the engine, um, yes. Yeah, on eBay, uh, £1,600. That's all right. That's not bad, is it? You could whack that into a, a smart roadster and go very, very fast. It would do about a million and RPM, would... wasn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. God, yeah. It would rev to a thousand. A thousand million. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you think a thousand and then remember that that's not very high for an engine? <laughs> uh, I was, yeah, I was, I was thinking like, uh, yeah, 100k or whatever, but yeah, just uh, said a thousand. Um, I don't know why I did that. Sorry, this is an off-topic question. Have you ever visualised how many revolutions car engines actually are like have you ever like, like what, have, have you ever actually thought like a, how many times a second something's actually spinning or going up I, and down or whatever it happens to be i i have kind of i just know that like anything above kind of five or six is quite a lot yeah exactly <laughs> uh, and, these, and these are doing you know say say it's doing 6000 rpm that means it's doing 100 a second uh, I think. Yeah. On. Uh, yeah, it would be. Yeah, six thousand is yeah six thousand divided by sixty. Sixty, isn't it? So six hundred. Yeah. Or a yeah. hundred. Yeah. So that's, that's mad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Even more mad when some of these superbike engines rev even higher well, than that, don't you know, they? Well, I think super duper duper bikes or Formula One engines from a long time ago, eighteen thousand RPM. Yeah, they, they can do that. Um, yeah, new, know, that's still Porsche. Have you seen that new Tuttle Porsche? No. That's insane. It's got a proper Porsche air-cooled engine. Rests to 11,000 RPM. Wow. Well, then you think about turbos. And how yeah, many, yeah. And they're, they're obviously like, I don't know, 50,000 or something stupid. Mm, I ha- yeah. Like, how, how do we even make that without exploding? Anyway, back to the Smart Roaster. Um, <laughs> this thing has got a turbo. You can't, and even with or without a booster engine... A booster engine is actually really, really cool, and I think anyone who has a smart roadster should do that. Um, mm. For yeah, the, now here's a big benefit because they're plastic; they don't rust as much. However, <laughs> yeah. However, however, so it basically means it's a Corvette, but cheap. It's like yeah, it's the same thing with TVR, isn't it? There's no rust on a TVR. Well, the smart um, ro- the early smart roadster looks a bit like a TVR with those headlights. Yeah, no, they do as well. They, I think they look quite cool, really. Well, I mean, they're not I, I, the most. So, <laughs> calls a, quite, calls a um, it's uh, trash, but they yeah. they're not they're not horrific, are they? Let's face it. One of my college they're teachers, one of my college teachers had a Brabus Coupe, smart roadster, and that mm. that thing was actually a bit mad. Um, in I black, um, it, and she you know she was like you know sixty years old. It's not not the sort of thing you expect. Your um, uh, well, I don't I don't remember what she did. But her daughter Sue, who was another one of my t- my lecturers, did DT. So, regardless, um, yeah, no, that was it, it's it's a, it's, a, it's actually a really. I don't think I'd fit in. Well, I said I don't think I'd fit in one. Alex Ball does fit in one. Yeah, so, so I don't you must know. do. Yeah, I, I don't think you fit much else in there. No, there's not much space for baggage, is there? Let's face it. No. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a cool. That's a good option. Yeah. That's a cool one, actually, because again, it, you wouldn't see many of them. Let's no. face it; you still don't. You don't see many of the normal, like unmodified ones, let alone ones with higher booster engines in it. <laughs> um, and again, it's only quite little wheels, 
So yeah. the tires wouldn't be too expensive to replace. Yep, they'd be not, um, they'd be nice over bumps. Yeah. However, yeah. however, the gearbox is rubbish. Yeah, you'd need to change the gearbox, wouldn't you? But you could get if you're putting a booster engine in it, <laughs> boost the gearbox in it. Like, can, it's can, you, can you imagine the automatic gearbox trying to work out what a high booster engine is? <laughs> Just plug that on and hope for the best. Um, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't go very well, is it? I, now, uh, now, in Autoelectric's video, they mentioned the Z3 being like a modern-day equivalent of the MX-5 in terms of like project cars. I think this this is actually a bit more interesting, a bit more, you know. I think so. You, you I have, think you're probably right. Uh, yeah, you're going to see less of them. Aren't it's you? less you of see them. Loads There'll be of less MX-5s, rusty. Loads of Yeah. Well, I don't know about loads of Z3s. We see. I've seen Quite a few a this few. year. Yeah. Um, I've seen maybe two smart roasters this year. Mm. Yeah, there's really. I mean, I. So my commute to work, I go past not only a smart roadster but a Z3 as well. So slightly different for me, but there's only okay. one of them. And which one so, do you think is more noticeable? A bit, a bit, you know, a bit more interesting. Um, I mean, I would probably say. I'm not, actually, I'm not, no. You know what? Probably the smart. I wasn't because gonna, it's. A, I wasn't going to say which one would you have because that's a different question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I probably wouldn't choose the smart necessarily unless I had the money to put a booster engine in it as well, which would be really cool. Um, but oh, maybe you could do that for your next car, Sam. But spoiler, yeah. spoiler alert for a uh, next episode. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've been. I, I think I've always, I've never liked smart very much, but I like the roadster, and I think that it was ahead of its time in some regards. I think you're probably right. It was, yeah, different, isn't it? It's very different, hmm. um, and they're cheap. Yeah, they are cheap. Yeah, and, right. and as we found out, a higher booster engine for them is not a load of money either. So that would be quite a cool. Yeah. So, if, so if you have a um, oh, what are they call the tripod things, which you put engines in with an engine crane. Yeah, that one. Uh, if you have one of those and a big garage, they are. That's a project for you, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. What have you got next, Sam? Right, my next one. So, what if I said to you, Sean, you could buy a project car? For under ten pounds. Under ten pounds. Yes. I would ask: Is it a Hot Wheels? No, it's not. Is it full scale? It's kind of full scale. Kind of full scale. Okay. Yeah. Then I'd ask: I don't know, Sam. What is it? It is made by a studio called Slightly Mad Studios. What the ones who do um, uh, project, project cars? cars. Okay. Yes, <laughs> uh, eight ninety nine currently. Project cars is um, <laughs> on CDPs. <laughs> I see we done that. Very good. <laughs> now, what do you get? Uh, what do you get for that? That uh, ten pounds. Well, that is only the base game. You don't get any of the um, the DLCs with that. But there's still quite a lot of options there, isn't there? There's quite a lot of cars. Well, unlike um, unlike all the other, all the other options, you do also get some tracks with it. You do, yeah. yeah. So maybe and you're less likely to break down. And if you do, you can just reset. Um, so probably fine. Okay. Anyway, Very my good. last actual option. Oh, I thought that was your last one. <laughs> no, no, I do have one actual option. Now. All right, go on. So I have found a quite good, and when I say quite good, I mean about half-finished project that someone is now selling. Right. And having driven one of these the other day, it made me realise that actually they are probably really good fun and I could probably 
would absolutely love to own a really nice one, but a really nice one is probably 40 grand. This one is not that much. It's a Mark 1 Ford Escort. I don't like Ford. Yeah, but these are cool. These are really good. They're rally cars, and this one is like... The guy's done most of the hard work, so it's actually quite solid now. He's got the engine in. He's got carburetors for it. He's got, got Weber carbs for it, in fact, so big carburetors. Um, but he's basically either run out of time or money. Um, it's quite cool, I think. I'd have one of them. Oh, but it's a, but it's a Ford, though. Yeah, but I don't, li- I don't like Fords. Ford. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just remember this. This isn't a podcast for me. That this one's not for my for me to buy. Oh yeah, project no. cars. Um, if, I mean, if you want to have a massive crash, then sure. Oh, well, yeah, obviously you're gonna if you're gonna drive this on the limit, of course you'll crash it. But that's almost the part of the idea. Um, these are so extensively rallied, even now. That actually, performance parts for them are quite easy to come by. They can make up to like 200 horsepower, some of these, and they are seriously quick when they make that much. These, This one is like a less powerful one. This is only a 1.1. Um, however, the engine that he has put in it is a 1.6. It's got two twin um, 40 carbs so weber carbs for that so quite big carbs for that size engine as well 40s mm-hmm. um most of the welding done up to the bulkhead as he says here great project for someone as most bits are there so, <laughs> so that, he, he really uh, has just either run out of time or money or his wife girlfriend has told him to get rid of it essentially that's the, that's what's happened here uh the guy has essentially given up on it but it's it's a nearly complete really all you would need to get this running is to fit the interior which he's got most of apart from driver's seat uh he hasn't got one of them but he has got the rest of the dash and everything so that's something step in the right direction uh he's you would need glass as well there's no glass in it what so, for, for whiskey or no for the windows ah. um well no because the runner so, the runner twizzy hasn't got, hasn't got glass windows it has got a windscreen. Uh, yeah, it has got that. It might be. I don't know if it's glass or plastic though. I should yes, glass. But this doesn't have a windscreen uh, at the moment. Ah, uh, but neither so you'd do... at least need one of those. Well, I don't know. Do you need it? Need one of those for? I mean, like, legal reasons. I think you probably want one. I mean, because <laughs> the KTM hasn't got one. No, but that also doesn't have a roof. This does have a roof. Ah, right. So it might be a bit a bit wobbly. Yeah. So you would want the glass in there, I think. It would look weird without it. Okay. Um, but you but, wouldn't uh, have to worry about aircon. No, you, that's true. You wouldn't. Um, but I mean, if you could put some like some sort of plexiglass in there instead, rather than proper glass, it would probably make it cheaper hmm. um, and lighter, of course, as well. Yeah. I also looked up how much a roll cage is for a Mark One Escort, um, because again, like I said, they are extensively raced and rallied still at club level um and a full cage is a thousand pounds full roll cage a thousand pounds so even if you have a big crash you might survive you'd probably survive there might have been much left of the car but (laughs) you would probably be fine um well i think that's a good option if you got the money 
That is a good project car. I mean, I don't and have it, the money, but... <laughs> hypothetically, if someone had the money and the time and wanted their first project car and for some reason really like Ford, there you go. But now... I mean, they have some mad money now, though, don't they? Those Mark 1 Escorts are uh, but 30 or 40 grand when they're really good. Your dad likes them, doesn't he? Dad loves them. Absolutely loves them. He had loads of them when he was younger. Didn't he crash them? Um, oh, most of them, yeah. But... Um, yeah, he, I don't think he sold many of them that way. Uh, but uh, no, he absolutely loves them. And him, between him and his mate Daryl, they reckon Mark Ones and Mark Twos, they had probably forty between them. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ! So imagine if they just parked all them in a field. How much that would be worth now? Yeah, I would never much, have to work again. I was going to say how big your house would be. I mean, your house yeah. is quite big, but imagine how big it would be if you didn't have forty broken Fords. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but no, I do imagine it'd be great. Right. Um, and I my, could just pick one of them. Okay, oh, well, Janet, job done. My last choice, of course, there is only one perfect project car. There's only one perfect car. It is, of course, the Toyota Celica Gen 7. Um, mm. You can get them for as little as a thousand pounds. You can get nice, really nice, nice, nice ones for as much as six and a half to seven thousand pounds. You can get some mm, questionable um, body kits added to them. You can get nice headlights. You can put you can put a nice fat exhaust on it if you're a yob, uh, or you can do what I do, which is just keep it going and keep it as a project for yourself. Mm. And that's why the Toyota Celica <laughs> is the best car in the world. Thank you for listening to this episode of Selby Auto Show. Um, Sam and I will see see you next time with the next episode. Um, is that the conclusion we're going to come to yes. on every single one of these? <laughs> that you should just buy us a leaker. No spoilers, Sam. See you next time. Take care and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>